know. that. Like, I don't Computer slowing down. So, at it's preferred reefer month. It's so, May, right? Home, yeah. Cards and stuff like that. But no, you made it. You made it big. Well, you made so, it real big. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know. Like, uh, it was two days before May, I went to uh, the marketing director and said, you know what you should do? <laughs> uh, and I went home to my wife and she asked me what I did today. And I said, like, I screwed up everybody's day. Especially <laughs> up for the reefers out there. Two days lead time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what did we do? I went to Bob and uh, our accounting guy, or uh, yeah, the, the uh, CFO here. And we uh, also got approved. So it's 10X rewards for everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. That means like all the BRS products, like a whole bunch of other stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, you get like ten bucks, ten times your rewards coming back to you, and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, so. usually it's just once, once uh, an entire month, like the first Saturday of every month is the ten times rewards, where go buy all your stuff and then get it's essentially like getting ten percent back on a lot of things in mm -hmm. rewards points. Uh, you get the whole month of May, yeah. and uh, I've been, I, I know, I've been signing cards. Religiously. I mean, this guy right here. So, uh, if you find one of these guys in your order, like, it's, they snuck inside the catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to open the catalog to see it. It's free, dude. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm going to say it just even though, like, Willy Wonka's probably going <laughs> to sue me or something. But it's like the golden ticket, man. You got to uh, put it in there. You might win, uh, like, your whole order for free. The whole time I've been putting these in the orders, the, the golden ticket song's been running through my head. And I can't, you can't, I can't help it. I can't get, get it out. Order. So it's not really a gold ticket. It's a preferred reefer winner, but you know. I write in gold pen. If it's any consolation. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> uh, all right. So hey, you uh, four of these a day, all month long. Which yeah. uh, I mean, for thirty days, you was like what, hundred and twenty of them. So hundred and twenty people get your orders refunded back to you. So not only just the reward points, yeah. which everybody wins. Uh, you got to sign up for preferred reaper by by uh, like I, clicking the footer link, but it's pretty cool. I go I go back there and I say at a random time chosen by the random generator, and I say, okay guys, shut down the line, stop shipping everything. I'm Boom. gonna start putting golden tickets in. Damn. <laughs> and so then also on top of that, wish list. So uh, you don't need yeah, to buy yeah. anything, man. Uh, up to five hundred bucks, you go ahead and put stuff in your wish list uh, as a preferred reefer. Oh yeah. And we'll pluck it out. Yeah, like for example, uh, I've had some people with you know a hundred bucks in their wish list. Uh, I've had a, somebody with like nineteen dollars in their wish list. But uh, those total, what we, total we've given away in the last six days? Is it? It's only been. Uh, so it's, it's May sixth, so I've done it six times. No, we only started. Yeah, we did. On, yeah. All right. So uh, May sixth, man, starting on the first, uh, we gave away a total of five thousand nine hundred and seventy-nine dollars so far. So far, it's only six days in, and I bet you that I bet you that the wish lists are going to get bigger and bigger as time goes on. Oh yeah, five thousand. Uh, if there's less than five hundred bucks in your wish list, you're messing it up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're making Bob happy, but uh, you're messing it up. So yeah, man. So I'm, I'm not going to name off every last thing in here, but you know what? I mean. If you're listening, you may not have to wait for this to open up. I'm going to ruin the surprise. Like, spoiler Aww. alert. So close your ears if you place an order. Or maybe <laughs> we could hear. So Chad Perry, 178 bucks. Uh, we got uh, Shinero Hera, 156.99. Uh, David Rasmussen, 338.18. 
Brad Bartles, 408.81. Nathan Dodge, 33.68. Henry Chambers, $353.08. Yeah. Uh, Craig Levinson, $95.12. Kevin Keel, $99.95. Robert Richard, $209.79. Big one. Mark Banks, $292.09. Kelly Neal, 156 to 33. Uh, Daniel Lipton, uh, $365.99. It'd be super awesome if one of you's watching. I mean, what uh, I, know. Is I don't know. Just well, we'll see. Yell out your name in the comments. Uh, Mike uh, Sherbert, uh, $140.16. Uh, Carrington Bates, 66.81. Wesley Haynes, 158.48. Uh, Brian Ricker, 30.50. Uh, Chris Kelly, 39.42. Adam Swanson, 87.94. Man, I mean, there's a lot of orders we can run in the last six days. So uh, we got per day. I don't get a few more, and then we'll be done. Uh, Pat Gura is a uh, $264.33. Jeffrey Felter, 144.25. We got Skip Mertzer, $320.37. Ryan Paulson, 472.97. Uh, I don't. Nobody's got 500 yeah, here. Yeah, not nobody's not maxed single out. 500. Nobody's maxed out. Oh, we're giving up, up to 500, by the way. Bravo. Well, I mean, you know, do what you can do. Uh, that was 472.97. Was close. Uh, Dale Van Adsall, $129.91. Uh, Cliff Roberts, thirty-two sixty-eight. So that's all of the people that got their orders they refunded them. They have gonna these. find this thing yeah. in their catalog, man. Uh, like anticipation, super heavy. I yeah. can't. I want to order something. Find out. But you don't even have to. <laughs> you don't even have to order to get in this thing. That's the best oh. part. Like, hey, so you don't plan on making an order? That's cool. We still got you covered. You can yep. still win. Wish, throw stuff in your wish list. Wish list it is. So we used to have you yeah, add carts, but what a pain in the butt yeah. that was. You got to unload sucks. your cart, reload your cart, uh, you know, whatever. So now goes your wish list, the stuff that you actually want to hope for, and it just sits there. Uh, and it doesn't empty otherwise, by the way, oh, either. Oh, yeah. I've so, still got stuff in my wish list from years ago when yeah. I was shopping here. Maybe you win. <laughs> uh, uh, Marlon Murrow, $99.90. You won uh, in, in reward points to buy whatever's in your wish list. Uh, William Henry, $469.93. Uh, that's super close. Yeah, I know. Should have put like another bag of fish food in there. <laughs> Got the full 500. Uh, Gary Promux, $500 even. He oh. maxed out. Like there was, I think there was oh. a Neptune and some other things in there. So maxed out at 500. Maxed out at 500. There he goes. Bravo, dude. You're the, the first Good. one. You're, You're a smart, smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus Contenugo, uh, 19, oh man, 1999. I know. Oh, oh. I I can't remember what was that. I think it was a plumbing fitting or something that he had yeah. in there. Hey, but dude, you know what? It's been in there. It was in there plumbing. since 2016. Now he can finally get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, man. Mike Simmons, uh, 299.99, uh, and Thomas Ryan, 13.99. Probably a similar thing. So, uh, roar points. Going back to your accounts, guys. So, if anybody wants to join us, man, we're gonna be doing this stuff all month long. Uh, we'll just rattle it off every Monday, then we'll get to our actual show. Yeah. And so, uh, it was almost six. So we're day six in, and it's just under six thousand dollars. It was almost a thousand dollars a day on average. Step up your game. <laughs> I, I was I was hoping to give away at least thirty grand and stuff by the end of the month. Yeah. So I don't know. We're gonna build it up, man. Build it up, like you know, just put it to Bob. Tell them, <laughs> make it painful. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the wish list stuff. 
like there's That's no reason easy, not to have 500 bucks in there. Easy win. Uh, if you want to take part, all you gotta do is uh, join the preferred reefer thing. There's like now a link like all over Everywhere. the place, the header, the footer, the product page, whatever. Yeah. And then you earn points all year round. You also earn 10 point, 10x points during the sale here. Or you know what? It's, uh, we shouldn't even tell you what it's about. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. Like, why are we having a? Why are we having all this for it's, the month of May? We're trying to debate whether it's Mr. Chili's birthday or anniversary okay. or or whatnot. Whatever I think is. it's probably birthday. Probably. But for those you don't know, uh, Mr. Chili like came into existence 15 years ago, hmm. uh, and uh, he was first uh, with uh, Reef Chili. Yeah. Then he poked his head over on MJ Mods, and then he poked his, his head over MJ Mods. He took maxi jets and like radio control boat props and like carbon fiber rods and made these little kits that you could turn your maxi jet into essentially uh, a Tunes powerhead. And, and if you haven't been around a long time, you know, yeah. like a Tunes powerhead was the only thing that you could use to create tons and tons of flow, uh, each cheap and affordable, but they were still like 250 bucks a piece. Yeah. You know, get four of those, a thousand bucks is a big deal. A couple of maxi jets and these little kits uh, for like 30 bucks, you could turn it into that. It was a super fun project. And then they started just making the jet, um, bringing their, didn't they have the pieces afterwards, like years later? They yeah, they ruined it with that thing though. Increased, yeah. yeah, it was a long story. But yeah, they did end up the pieces, but it's super loud. And they moved it to China to do it, and they ruined the Italian pump trying ah. to do that. So, uh, you know, whatever. But Hydor actually came out and created a much cheaper uh, uh, option for like 60 bucks. And yeah. that was the end of that. So then we went on to Two Part Solution. Two Part Solution was uh, like Dow Flake, so Magnesium Chloride. TwoPartSolution.com? Yep. Yeah. Do you, still, do you still have that? Not nah, Fords. Oh, okay. So, uh, but the Mr. Chili was, he poked his face up there. Yeah. And then eventually, you know what? We sold so much bulk stuff, it just became bulk reef supply. And now Mr. Chili's there. And he's there <laughs> 15 years. Uh, he's been with me since my first tank. For those who don't know, Reef Chili came from me making uh, homemade fish and coral food, chopping up clams and shrimp, and uh, dumping all kinds of like uh, golden pearls and cyclopods in there. Mm. And uh, <laughs> at the time, it was cyclopes, you know, that was really big. Uh, we put Selco in there and like squared the Tesian treat, uh, like uh, <laughs> artesian blend rather, of the. Uh, um, uh, phytoplankton and I don't know is, although we sold it or I didn't I like sold it to the uh, local club in little sandwich baggies yeah, and frozen stuff just frozen yeah. yeah I don't know 20 awesome. bucks a bag it was good 15 years yeah 15 years I've been doing it so yeah I don't know awesome so that's what we're celebrating 15 years giving away points giving away orders Tons somebody you know actually gotta get in there fill up your wish list one of the people said on the uh, Facebook poll, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to uh, be harsh on you, but oh. uh, on the Facebook post, I mean, why would you do this? This is stupid. Uh, the, in the yeah, comments? Yeah, and they're like, hey man, we just like giving back. You know, like uh, we just like it. He's like, this makes absolutely no business sense. Maybe it doesn't. Just giving away tons yeah, of money? Give, well, no, it's just the money that people actually gave us already. You give oh. it back. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but in my mind, uh, you guys all give to us all the time, and, uh, like, I don't know, we just give it back when we can, it's and it seems like we can right now. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, all right, well, there it goes. So we also have some questions today. Hopefully, uh, Randy will link again down in the bottom to what they are. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're interested and you just want to, like, chime in on that, that specific question, we'll go ahead and do that. But I got some bigger news, I, I, like, I haven't told you yet. Here we go. Surprise again. Yeah. All right, what is it? Okay, I decided on the tank for my house. And it's, oh. it's nothing that you even thought of. 
It's we haven't thought no. Yeah. Out of all that brainstorming days, all the brainstorming came up with something completely different. So if those of you don't know, I moved in, into a new house, and uh, uh -huh. my family's trying to decide on like what kind of tank that we're going to put in the basement, and we're absolutely going to uh, follow that whole story along uh, on video and stuff. It'll be super fun. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, it was going to be there's like this nook in the wall. There's like a cutout. It's like Wrap nine around. feet long. It's forty inches it deep. It screams tank. It, it's like so you just slide a nine foot, in forty inch tank, <laughs> a deep tank, right into it. I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, and then I thought, like, boring. One sided viewing. Yeah, one sided boring viewing. I can only see the front mm -hmm. and snore fest. I just, I just like was so bored with it already. If it's not an in wall tank, then yeah. Yeah, I think so. Even then. And then so then we thought, like, okay, well, what if we go on the wall opposing it, we put in some in-wall framed refugiums, like that a uh, Xenia refugium or a, a uh, clam, clam. Yeah, yeah. clam uh, refugium or, like, all these things. Like, oh, that would be cool. It's still boring. Still boring? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, it's just like, I don't know. I man. think that's it, cool. I, it would it would have been. But, but it's not, not happening now. Not cool enough. Okay. And it's then uh, we decided, hey, we'll make a room divider. And so my personal favorite tank of all time is definitely a peninsula-style tank, yeah. right? And so I'm thinking room divider, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so 10 foot by 32 by uh, 30 inches tall, right? Okay. And we'll divide this whole room up into like a little poker area and like a little TV area, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, not good That's enough. not happening. I don't know. Not good Damn, enough. Man. That was my like, favorite one. Okay, so, so I like peninsulas. Do you, I don't know. We don't talk a lot about peninsula, man. Do you like peninsulas? Uh, if I could, if I could divide, I like. So I like those those types of fireplaces that separate a room. Like you can mm. have fireplace in one room, fire in the other. They so anything through? that you can look through and then that's cool like that. Uh, yeah, I also like three sided viewing because I had a ninety three. My ninety three cube that I had uh, made had the overflow in the center in the back. So, and it was butt, butt up right against the, the stairs and like the, the stairwell. So as you're walking up the back, you can see tank. And then you get three-sided viewing on this little uh, cube style tank. So anytime you can get more ways to look at the tank, I'm a fan. I agree. And so for me, like this is, I'm almost right with you all the way. Yeah. So with the uh, peninsula tank, A, you get the look-through effect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the look-through effect kind of like creates like an artificial sense of depth to the tank already, yeah. right? It creates negative space and stuff because you can see through it. And it just looks super, super neat. You get two sides of aquascape too, and two sides of ways to look at the corals. Mm -hmm. If you get down to the long end too, one of the coolest like views of any tank is also the long end. Yeah. Uh, so you look, usually the peninsulas are a little longer than other tanks, and you can look down the thing, or similar size tanks anyway. So you look down, you see the long end, it's super cool, like gives you all that depth. And again, like you just said, I now have two sets of aquascape essentially. Yeah. Because I can go to one side and get a certain type of aquascape and coral, and then go over to the other side of the tank and see an entirely different view. So it's almost like having two tanks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and <laughs> for me, man, like peninsula, 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 peninsula. Like that is definitely what I wanted super, super bad. But now you're not gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. So, all right. <laughs> and then there's like another cutout, right? That is actually seven feet, like over by the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. feet by 40, right? So again, I could have got seven foot by four. Then we were thinking like, hey man, tank. we could put two tanks and there's a fish room in the middle or like a uh, like a, an electrical room that of course, like I'd nerd out and put plumbing yeah, into, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking two tanks, okay. right? And so one of them opposing the other one and we like totally different themes, probably like SPS tank over here 
And then my personal favorites, like it'll be Euphilias and Acans and stuff uh, in the other one, right? Okay. And then probably eventually in Wall Refugiums too. Right? I mean, there'd be a whole bunch. So you'll have a tank tucked into that one spot that says Screams Tank, and then you'll have a tank tucked into the other spot that Screams Tank. Mm-hmm. So you have two. Last thing in it. Yeah. Okay. Then we're going L, right? I like L shape. Yeah, L. So there's that nine foot area, yeah. right? That comes out. Uh, I think it was 40 inches. Then goes out, and then there's a 10-foot travel along the other wall, on the opposing wall of the fish room, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that would be a 10-foot long travel for the tank, and then it would cut back over like another, uh, it wouldn't be nine feet because you'd minus the depth or whatever, right. but this thing would be huge. You get to watch the fish like kind of travel or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I was talking to these guys over at Planet Aquariums about it and uh, like trying to see if this could be done. And we started talking about what it would like to ship this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, how that's, do you ship a tank that's 10 feet long by piece? 8 feet wide? And like, you're trying to do it in glass, too? Maybe you could chopper it here from, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. So you probably have to build it on site. Right. This is where my wife started. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, built, really built into the house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I finally found what I want to do, which is none of those things. <laughs> okay. Right? The okay. suspense is killing me. <laughs> okay. So on the other side of the room is a ti- area that's already tiled, right? Oh, By the way, yeah. I'd have to tear out the carpet and tile it because I've ruined carpet yeah. enough times, spilled on enough times. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not gonna do that again. Uh, if I start, so, I'll just tile it. So, so it's like a little bar, kind of kitchen or dining-ish type yep. place. Yeah. We were gonna put like pinball machines or something over there, but uh, not anymore now. Huh. <laughs> okay, and there's like, you know, there's a there's a new house they built. Like we came in in the middle, so I didn't really get any say in what goes anywhere, but. Uh, there's like what they call the wine room, which is just an empty room. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, but it backs up to the furnace room, which means that I can easily get water and power into there. Oh, yeah. So wine room, fish room now. Right? <laughs> I already had another fish room on the other side of the room, so I don't know. And now I got two fish rooms that I don't know. Huh. And I already had them put power there. Oh, too bad though. Just like, in case. You know, you love your tank. You gotta go. You gotta go all the way. Okay. So sometimes plans change. You gotta do something different. All right. So this is my big thing on tanks, mm-hmm. like uh, before we get too far into this. Like I hate putting them in the basement. Like I just hate, 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 hate. And it's one of the easiest places to put them, especially big ones because they're super heavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, putting them right on cement slab is just like the easiest way to do it. Right. Uh, upstairs, maybe on a huge, huge tank, you're gonna have to like reinforce the floor and all kinds of stuff yeah. that you don't wanna do. Hmm. So I don't like putting them in the basement because a lot of people just don't go in the basement. You know, like, uh, so you got this super awesome tank you put so much time and effort into, and then you just never get to see it because your family never spends any time down there, right? Now, in this case, it's a walkout, so it's not really a basement. I mean, even though half it's kind of underground, it it sliding doors and you can go outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, probably more, more likely to spend some time down there, but then I thought, you know what? What if I put my office down there? You know, and so when I'm like writing scripts and stuff uh, for uh, Beer TV, like and that's the only thing I ever do at the computer. So <laughs> uh, if I do that down there next to the tank, uh-huh. now I have reason to be in that room, and so I'll create a reason to be around the tank, which will mean that I'll have a chance to enjoy it, which will probably mean that it will also do really well. Yeah. Because I'll be there, engaged with it on a daily basis. Okay. Uh, it, the tank will flourish. If it was hidden in my basement, and I never went down there. 
it will probably like go to hell. Okay. You know, so like that is kind of the nature of things for me anyway. I need to be engaging in a daily basis or I, it, I just, if it's not in front of you, you forget about it, you know? I got two babies, I got one that's nine months old and two and a half, yeah. like. So like, that, so then that kitchen area that's already tiled, that's gonna be where the tank goes? Yeah, so is it's it, gonna go along the whole wall. That okay. wall, I think, is 14 feet long, okay. right? And in that 14 feet, I'm gonna build like a like our you know uh, Chris Benner has told me that he's gonna come out actually. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Benner from uh, Benner's work, Woodworking. He did the stand here. He does all kinds of custom stuff, including what I'm about to talk about. So if you are interested in anything like this, call the guy up. It's like sticks and stones stands or Benner's Woodworking. Either way, you can find him. And you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna build in a nice little desk area there. You know. Yeah. And we'll probably put a little cabinetry so you can hide the like screen when it's out of the way in, in your basement. Doesn't, okay. doesn't look like it, right? Right. And then I'm gonna put the tank. And the tank is gonna be four feet front to back deep, right? That's so like the, the 900 gallon WWC tank is four feet front to back. Okay, then it's gonna be 30 inches tall. Okay. Right? <laughs> and then it's gonna be five inches wide. So it's gonna be not like a cube or like a square, right? But like kind of a rectangle. And this is why I decided on this shape, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a five foot tank wide and four feet inch deep, right? Okay. <clears throat> four feet in, in Five by deep. four. Yep. Feet. By 30. By tall, 30. Okay. Right? Okay. So this gives me what I really like, which is I'm going to have three angles of viewing, right? Yeah. And then I'll have four feet inches. Like, so I told you I like that look at the end when you look down the end of the tank and you see all the corals for four feet. Yeah. Now I'll get that on both sides of the tank. And on the other side, man, I'll actually, so on two sides I'll get actually five feet of that, that view. Right. So it's look through plus it's look through a five feet. On the front viewing pane will be look through a four feet. It's gonna give you that sense of depth and the fish are gonna be gonna create super, super cool like island type aquascapes where the fish can swim around. Hmm. I mean, you're kind of limited, uh, uh, unlimited, not unlimited, but you have almost any kind of fish in that uh, popular fish that I'd want anyway, yeah. inside that environment. Yeah. Okay, and why I didn't go bigger, right? Is because my arm is 30 inches long, right? <laughs> okay. And so I want to be able to, with a, at least with a one foot tool or something, yeah. you know, be to able to reach every area yeah. in the tank. And so if it's four feet wide uh, or five feet wide and then four inches or four feet deep, you know, with a reasonable tool in my hand, I should be able to clean and maintenance the entire tank without, you know, some obnoxious amount of tools or like crawling inside the tank. And you can right? get it through your door. And uh, I got sliding glass doors that I think, well, I'll remove one way or another, but yeah. I think I can actually just take them off the track yeah. and they'll give me five feet to get it through. So we'll be able to like carry it in there. Ah, uh, and okay. it's shippable also. Okay, right? yeah, true. Which I'm sure made the Planet Aquarium guy super happy. <laughs> <laughs> and like they said L, they're like, oh my gosh, man. For real, L? Yeah, like, yeah but it's gotta be cool. You know, like, <laughs> I, okay, so now what's, what's gonna happen then is Benner is going to come out and build like a little bar area that goes around it, right? So you can pony up to the tank. Pony and have up a bar. to the tank, like uh, have your favorite yeah. drink or whatever you want. I like those things. Yeah. There was a, one of the old uh, fish stores here had a tank that had a long enough ledge on it where you can actually sit there and put your arm yeah, on it and okay. BS with guy, people. Yeah. So we're cool. going to do it with stone, you know, like the same stone that matches like the little 
you know, wet bar thing that's over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And so because these things drip all the time, right? And one of the things I see all the time when you have the lip come out is it looks super good day one, but once it gets splashed on, it eats away the finish. Yep. And so, you know, we're gonna put some stone down there so uh, we don't have that problem. And, you know, it will match the whole thing from, from end to end. So uh, if you don't, if you want to, you can call Chris. Uh, uh, I don't know how you find his number, but be uh, Benner's Woodworking, his website or whatnot. Uh, he hasn't officially 100% agreed to do this for me, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I had a good conversation with him the other day. He was actually at, when I called him, he was at Bass Pro Shops uh, getting those gear oh, for, yeah. for the, the season with his kids. So. Awesome. Uh, uh, so, hey, you can go to him, and, you know, if you're looking for yourself, uh, you know, something kind of cool and, you know, go beyond, like, uh, you know, your average, uh, you know, stand you get at the aquarium or at the, you know, fish store. Uh, you can build something that actually matches the decor of your house yeah, for you, true. take some pictures, and he'll even fly out and install it for you. I mean, that is, sure, it's not cheap, uh, whatever it is. but Probably not. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, people install bars and stuff in oh, their yeah, homes sure. and, you know, random furniture mm -hmm. all the time. This one's, I mean, really, if you think about it, an aquarium is just another piece of furniture in your house yeah. uh, that has the coolest thing ever in it. Yeah, just so, live stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I so, I don't know, that's my story, man. That's cool. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I could do with that. So, uh, so we should expect like some kind of series. Yeah. Well, so I talked to the Planet Aquarium guys, and like I'm twisting their arms to take part of this too. Yeah. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, they'll say give me a thumbs up. Sounds like it. But uh, they, uh, what I think they'll do is they'll build the tank for me, right? And uh, the stand. We'll get it into place. Then I'll take all the pictures for uh, for Benner and whatnot. Maybe Benner even fly out and mm -hmm. say hi. And uh, we'll like decide how we're gonna build this whole thing. He'll build it at home. Few like a month and a half later or whatever, he'll fly, ship all the stuff, and install it. You oh, know, cool. you guys will get to follow along the whole thing, man. Like from the first, first from right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I like. I was just waiting. Like, I liked the, uh, the peninsula idea. I liked the L idea. I liked the And now I just love the idea of being able to like type my little reefing scripts and sit over here and see a four foot view of uh, the tank sitting right next to me going five feet deep yeah. Yeah. and just getting the inspiration, man, of what I love. Yeah. So that's uh, huge. Yeah. I was just like, four by five. I just, I just can't wait. I agree. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And like I like to make the the basement fun too, you know. So probably you know have a you know your average big screen TV or whatever, invite your guys over for uh, football whatnot. Yeah. And now you can have uh, like uh, people can sit, you know, in the normal sofa or whatever, but also away and like uh, you know have your little cocktail or whatnot. So cocktail on the edge of the tank. Boom. For once you can do that because any other time I see those, it's a don't put your drinks on this, don't mm. touch it. <laughs> no, this is. Yeah, it's, put it's made for that purpose. Double fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, that's gonna be cool. I, oh, and my wife. My wife told me that I had to share this. Dude, it was her idea. Oh really? I know. Like of all the things <laughs> you're standing there talking about, she's like. She turned around. She turned around. And we have this like you know ugly table that's sitting over there, right? Yeah. And she's like, "What if you had a tank that was about that size and we put it over there?" Light bulb. Like, boom. And, <laughs> and she always tells me that I never like ideas unless they're my own. Yeah. Boom. She's wrong. Yeah. I love it. She's wrong. She's right. And I didn't hit it right away. So oh, thank funny. you, Melissa. I love you. And you put 
together. I think it's gonna be the coolest tank down there. I'm gonna love my new workspace down there. It'll be like a million years from now, I'm sure, as we plug along. But I'm gonna love having like, a cocktail down there next yeah. to the tank. Boom. <laughs> well, you know, you can come in. Uh, we usually go fishing in the mornings and stuff in the summer. So maybe we'll stop over, no cocktails. Coffee by the tank. Then fishing. Yeah. So right on. All right. Well, we'll move on. We'll answer some questions here. We uh, maybe we can answer a couple questions that are already up there, and then we'll go ask some of those other ones down there quick. Yeah, for sure. Boom. Uh, let's take a look here. Just for, how do you become a preferred reefer? Order. Oh, how do you become a preferred no. reefer? Ah, oh, man. You guys, you got to get in there, Greg. It's all over the place. So a couple places right from our website. Top of the thing, they've got it up there. It says earn rewards points, or I th think that's what I saw today. Or the big banner. Uh, it's a yeah, bag, the big banner is one that says, "Hey, we're running this whole thing in May," and it all takes you to the sign-up page, the preferred reefer sign-up page. So there's two things you need to do. First, you like have to have an account, or we can't make you a preferred reefer, right? There you go. And then you find that little link, and there's a little orange button that says "Become preferred reefer." You hit it, and you're done. Like yeah. you're already there, and it'll actually say like up on top. It says like you know, hello Jerry, uh, you're a preferred reefer. Yeah, yeah, it'll verify it. Up yeah, there. so if you find a little icon for your uh, name, and it will it will show. So if you have any if you have any uh, issues with that at all, just I mean, call us, chat with us. We'll get you set up too. So there's a really good reason to never become a preferred reefer. Why? It's because you just don't like ten percent of your you order. Don't back. like free stuff. Like you don't you like don't. free stuff. <laughs> You don't like want your future orders to be cheaper. Mm. And you know what it is actually the real reason? Yeah. You just like funding BRS TV. Because like we get to keep the money then. Bah humbug. Yeah, so like you like to uh, fund what we do here. Then do it. No, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, so like everybody that orders with us, you should absolutely click the thing. It's like free. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, there's no reason to do it. Actually, there's a guy on Facebook who said, I would love to be it, but I can't afford it. To be a uh, preferred reefer? Yeah, he's like, I'd love to get my free wish list and I'd love to be preferred reefer. I told him it was free, and that you can actually get every single day. We're giving away five hundred dollars gift uh, yeah. uh, wish list, and he's like, "Oh, sweet! Usually these things you have to pay to be pay. part of." Yeah, like, no, that's no, silly. Not today. We do that. Right now. That's how you uh, become a preferred reefer, George. All right, what's the next one? Question about water levels. Uh, why would I be dosing elk every day but never calcium and magnesium? Boom. Uh, okay, so one. the first thing is is there's about seven times as much calcium as there is alkalinity in the water. Mm -hmm. And so like the alkalinity will drop faster than calcium. Uh, the alkalinity test kits tend to be a little bit more uh, precise or accurate in the range that we're using them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, especially like little checkers and stuff, or at least more consistent anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, accurate maybe isn't the word, but consistent they tend to be. Uh, often uh, you're easier to read and perform. So like, uh, but over a super long term, if you're only using alkalinity and never calcium and magnesium, um, uh, there's something wrong. Uh, and like, uh, I would say the first thing is, is if what you're doing is define all known science, it's the test kit actually. And so I'd That's go question my test kit immediately. Yeah. Or the way that I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, one or the other. Yeah. This, when in doubt, I always tell, I always say, when in doubt, if you get some weird number or you get some weird test results, do it two more times. The same exact way. Like meticulously the same way as the other times. And then average them or see if, you know, one that one is an outlier, but the other two uh, followed something different. 
Yeah. So there's no reason why you should consume alkalinity and uh, uh, not any calcium. Magnesium consumes super, super, super slow. So I wouldn't be worried about that. It, yeah. uh, like in correlation, it, you just get lost in that uh, matrix. So mm -hmm. I just replace like, I would just replace the magnesium based on the consumption or in the ratio that like 20 ounces per gallon right. or not. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, but there's no scenario where you're going to consume a lot of alkalinity, no normal one, uh, that you consume alkalinity, not calcium, over a prolonged period of time. Uh, so if that is the case, testing probably is your issue. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, will we be at Reefapalooza Chicago? Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah, so we'll we're going to go to all the Reefapaloozas this year. Next one is New York, the Sea Caucus area mm -hmm. uh, for the next one. And then I think the schedule after that is LA and then Chicago and then Macna, Orlando, Orlando for Macno. Yep. Somewhere around there. I think that's the schedule. I mean we were just if you're I mean if you're just as nerdy as us, we're also thinking about going to uh, there's a, like a video conference, like oh, a yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah. conference in uh, uh, LA in the August. Anaheim one, yeah. And uh, then VidCon I think it is. VidCon in July, you know you can I don't know, go learn something about YouTube. So you want to come see us there? I mean, I at that one, I'll be starstruck because all I watch is YouTube. So it'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so and so, and it's so and so, and they've got millions of subscribers, and everybody's screaming to get their picture. And little well, YouTube BRS here. Just prior to this live, I was actually watching Tim Smoyer does like video creators uh, uh, .com, or uh, video creators like on YouTube and does all kind of YouTube fun stuff. Uh, teaches people how to use YouTube and like. I was watching him live and I was all starstruck. You know, <laughs> I, I met him once by accident, like I sat at a table at a different video uh, YouTube conference. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's Tim, it's Tim, it's Tim. <laughs> and and uh, so I was watching that whole thing today and it was so funny because I asked him a question and uh, he answered my question. And then somebody else in the whole, in the thing said, "Oh, Bulk Reasonable! I love Bulk Reasonable!" channel. I, I'm like, "What are the chances, man?" Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's funny. Uh, that was what a weird, weird thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Cool. Geeky enough. Uh, let's get. I've got some picked out here. We, All right, let's pick let's, them up. Let's uh, get onto some of those. Uh, let's this Uniseal or Bulkhead one. We're gonna talk about that one. All right. Uh, so there you go. There yep. it is. So right. Joshua was asking, I mean, he's, he's making a saltwater mixing station, which a lot of people are doing these days, and uh, it's really easy. Um, anyway, he was using brute trash cans, and he wanted to know if we recommend uniseals or bulkheads. Um, I'll let you go first, man. Me? Yep. So my answer is uh, uniseals. Uh, curved surface of the brute trash can inherently means that a bulkhead... Uh, especially how how small the curved surface is. The more the you know the smaller the circle circumference, then the more curved that is going to be. So like a giant bulkhead like this isn't going to unless you really crank it down, isn't going to like flatten out that uh, curved surface. And even then, it's probably going to be unreliable. Uh, so you get a little uniseal like this. You drill the hole and you shove that thing in there. And I have to say that this 90 gallon water reservoir behind us here that we use for RODI water has a uniseal in the bottom of it, and it's been hold, I mean, there's a valve on there, so everybody's pulling on it, twisting on it, doing all this, not one leak from it. I've never seen one leak, actually. Yeah. Uh, 15 years uh, using them, this little $2 thing, I've never seen one leak. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. So for those of you who don't know, uh, the again, like he said, you know, a bulkhead works designed for a flat surface, right? Screws on, makes a flat seal. 
So on a curved surface of some flexible, like a uh, uh, brute trash can, you can certainly crank it down to the point that it's flat. Right. Now, if you're gonna do that, like you shouldn't do that, but if you do do that, don't do it near the bottom because near the bottom where it attaches, the bottom's gonna be harder and harder to make it like flatten out, right? right? So you're gonna have to lift it up a little bit, which usually you wanna suck out of the bottom, so it's a bad idea. Right. Uh, and some of these like water tubs though, uh, these like those like, you know, roto molded or whatever they are. Yeah, the uh, Norwesco type Norwesco deals. type uh -huh. things. They'll have a flat part on the bottom. Yeah, just a specific, right? it's made it's for that designed purpose. for this yeah, thing, exactly. right? Because this is obviously, you know, heavy duty and uh, probably the best solution is easier to replace mm -hmm. and allows you to plumb right into it and whatnot. All right. One, yeah. uh, you know what? I When I wouldn't trust a Uniseal probably is I probably wouldn't use a Uniseal on the bottom of any container. Do you think the pressure would be enough that it could potentially? Like on the side, the pressure's not pushing down. It's kind of like it's pushing out. But do you think it's equal amount or more pressure on the bottom? I think you're insane. I think it's the same. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. you got all that water kind of pushing out the side or the bottom. Like you're talking about an inch of water either way. The big part where I probably wouldn't use it is like when you're got a lot of pressure going one way or the other. But that's also kind of actually this would probably hold better in most cases. But I mean, potentially you could create a leak if it was like pushing, you know, yeah. out one. I've never seen it happen, but it could happen. So for those of you who don't know the way that this works, it's just a little rubber seal. It's tapered. You drill a hole in the side of yep. the trash can and you squirt this guy in there and then you shove a piece of pipe uh, all the way through it. Right. Right. And the pipe expands it out, out and it is kind of hard to get it in there. So get prepared. Uh, some people put soap or whatnot, whatnot on there. Yeah. And so if you put some soap on it, it actually wipes kind of clean. So the pressure is so tight that it pushes it off. But you could certainly clean off the other, probably mm -hmm. should clean off the other side. But yeah, I mean, it's like just a few bucks. And now it doesn't matter if it's curved. It's actually designed for curved. Some people actually drill holes in the side of like a four inch pipe to put a two inch pipe into the side That's of true. it with yeah. these things. So. Leak free, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, you you got to clean the burrs after you're done drilling. Uh, like oh yep. yeah. You definitely want to like take off. a nice sandpaper, light sandpaper, get all the burrs out so you don't cut into the Uniseal. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to, I like to on the back side of my Uniseal, if semi-permanent, it doesn't have to be permanent. Brute trash cans a good, a good example for that. But you know, if I'm, if I'm manhandling or you know, if I'm like messing with that nozzle that's coming out of there, or different doing different things with it, on the inside of my stem pipe that goes through the Uniseal, I like to glue on like a little fitting or something, or yep. put a little fitting that will stop it from pulling all the way out of the uniseal. I mean, I you mean, probably have to cut that off. If you glue it in, uh, you might be able to do some kind of threaded type thing or something. I'll go the other direction. I'm never worried about that. And I'll actually use, uh, sometimes instead of putting pipe in there, spigot fittings, you know? Oh, so yeah, like a uh, spigot, uh, like street 90 or whatever. So uh, on those things, they have like, it's almost like buying a, f a piece of pipe that already has the pipe a connection piece in it so yeah. on one side it's your normal fitting the other side slides into slides into other fittings yeah so you can take like a 90 uh street 90 and just slide it right into here like it was a piece of pipe and mm -hmm. then yeah i have a port and they fit in there pretty tight but you know i don't know if you have enough room to glue anything on the other mm -hmm. side probably not well, i don't know yeah you probably could glue something on the other side a little bit uh but uh if you really really okay. needed to but in any case, man, that is uh, what Uniseals. we would do. I would use this Uniseal. I like to use, can you use this? The answer is people, millions of people have done it. Should you do it? No. 
so I like to use the right tool for the right job, right. and then I usually get the right results. Yeah. So and these uh, are these are more cost cost effective. And it, it's, it's better and cheaper. Yeah. So they do make uh, curved uh, bulkheads, you know, but get ready to spend like 150 bucks on one. So yeah, I mean that's not practical. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> next one. Uh, yeah, well, uh, there's one question that we got from that one, and oh. that was Lumberjack so, or Slumberjack. So no, uh, can you go to the comments? So no bulkhead with the Uniseal. Nope, this replaces the bulkhead. Yeah. Yep. So. So, yeah, it's just a way to get water from to the outside from the inside. All right. On the bottom. There we go. Next uh, question. pH and bleach. Go back, so go to that overlay there. On the, yep, there we go. Uh, so when bleaching live rock, do you pay attention to the pH? And uh, Mike is, thinks that the, I don't know, because I haven't tested. So the chlor is chlorine much less effective at the P at a pH, as pH rises above 7.8? Uh, I'm going to say this goes beyond my knowledge of chemistry and bleach, okay. uh, but like I'll just assume it's right. Yeah. So the reality is, is uh, so what? Uh, I'm, you know, the the rock that's in there is going to inherit, and the water you use is going to inherently buffer the, you know, uh, the pH right. of the solution to, mm -hmm. to some degree. Uh, you know, this calcium carbonate rock that's in there. And it doesn't matter. After I dump in the bleach, I am not going to put any chemical in there to correct uh, the pH. Yeah. And I, Certainly, I'm going to do it outdoors, which has natural gas mm -hmm. exchange properties. So, while that may or may not be true, uh, I am not going to make a correction of this because it's, there's so many, many chemicals that mix with bleach that create like chlorine, chlorine gas, or you know, maybe even more dangerous things than that. That won't just burn your lungs and hurt you; they could kill you. So, like, uh, don't to play do it. Scientists with yeah. pH just not worth it. Like, it's gonna oxidize the live stuff on there. And if you have to go around two because you think Dude, it's, it's so many, it's two dollars, man. Buy another jug. Yeah, you and know? do it again. Yeah, and do it again. Yeah. Add more. Yeah, you know. So the answer is maybe, but don't do it anyway. So yeah, for, sure. uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we we don't have any other uh, cure questions, right? Uh, not. Yeah. So we might just talk about it just a little bit. And so, like, in, uh, we got a few videos coming out. We did a natural cure, which is like just soak the water uh, or the rock in water for a few, uh, anywhere from four to 12 weeks to get all yeah. the stuff. Just kind of naturally breaks down. Mm -hmm. uh, you can speed that up by adding temperature and flow and then adding aggressive types of bacteria. Like waste away and care. Uh, so, yeah, the the Dr. Tim's waste away, which is a live bacteria. Uh -huh. And then there is Microbacter's Clean. The Clean, yep, from Microbacter Clean from Brightwell. Yeah. So both of those things have a s aggressive scavenging type bacteria that will clean the surface of the rock like much, much faster than uh, just letting it sit there. So you can probably scale with water flow and like a, the proper tool for the proper job with uh, those clean those types of bacteria. Probably scale it all the way down to like four weeks and remove all of the organics on the rock and get it mm -hmm. ready. So, you know, most people wouldn't do that with live rock. You probably don't need to do it with, uh, like, Marcos or Reef Saver rock because the stuff is super clean. Yeah. Uh, I've never found any organics on any of our testing with it. If you ever get uh, rock from a, a friend or an old tank breakdown and things like that, like, it, sometimes people store this in water, which is cool because uh, it is live rock. It's living stuff. But uh, if, if, it, if it was me and I was, say, I was answering a Craigslist ad or going you know, on the, on the uh, local forums and then there's a, somebody with a whole bunch of rock. I'm tearing down my tank, there's a whole bunch of rock. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they had in their tank, uh, so I'm gonna 
I buy it, but dry it 100%. Just lay, lay it out in the sunshine and let it dry and let everything dry up and die. And then bleach cure. I mean, unless it's like your best friend and you know uh, his, his tank your was super stunning and had no pests. Yeah. yeah. So, but average, and but even people all the time like shut their tank down, you know, they have a baby, whatever, like life goes on. Mm -hmm. And then they decide to start their tank up again in three years. Like they don't, the rock was probably sitting on the garden or not. You know? yeah, yeah. And so it's now it's time to, you know, clean it and get it ready. And hopefully you haven't sprayed pesticides or anything <laughs> on it. And maybe the garden's a terrible idea, but it, you know, you have it sitting around somewhere mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you need to use it again, or you bought dry rock. Dry rock's getting a little harder to come by, like mm. dry live rock that came out of the ocean. Mm. Harder to come by these days, but there's the like popular names some like little Pukani, sources of it. Yeah, Pukani's gone and Fiji's gone, mm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you have those kinds of things, then uh, you know definitely got to get. There's tons like the Pukani had sponges and crabs and you know little mollusks and stuff in there. Oh, so yeah. like it took a while to break all that stuff down. However. If you dumped in the bleach, uh, the bleach oxidizes a rock. And so people talk a lot about like acid curing and bleach curing. And the thought process in most people's heads is like acid's going to like eat it away. The reality is, is it's not. Oxidizing still. Yeah. So the acid actually uh, it just eats the rock. Uh. So it's only going to be in there for like 15 minutes or so. You can't like, if you left the rock in there for prolonged periods of time, it would just dissolve. You know, so yeah. we tested this on rubble and saw like a, a weight percentage mm -hmm. loss from the acid. Yeah, we did a, a rock with like best rock carrying video yeah. one night, and uh, so you can look that up. But like uh, we did one gallon to of uh, muriatic acid to ten gallons of water mm -hmm. to fifteen pounds of rock, mm -hmm. and in fifteen minutes we lost twenty five percent of, the of mass this of rock. massive rock. Wow. Right, just eating and rock. The interesting part is then I like took it to uh, uh, 20 to 1, mm -hmm. right? And uh, we found that we only lost 2% of the rock, hmm. you know? So, uh, you know, we reduced the potency of the acid and it stopped, the slowed it way down, yeah. right? So, yeah, I don't know, that was a, it, what, what it's doing though in that case is in 15 minutes you're not eating all the organics up you're dissolving the calcium carbonate dissolving okay. underneath of the organics which then will kind inherently like, just fall like, off or kind of sort of like off. some of it will fall off yeah. right the bleach on the other hand will oxidize all the organics on there you let it soak for like a week and will dissolve all the organics and not the rock mm. right okay and so the best results did come from first eating up a portion of the rock with yeah. uh, the uh, acid rinsing then, thoroughly yeah. because this and that combined yeah you don't mix anything better get it totally rinsed off yeah, and clean yeah, yeah. and then bleaching it and those two combinations were produced the best results of uh, no organics at all after hmm. like really we didn't see any spike at, after we did it yeah. so uh but this is my personal opinion I, I, you're not in a hurry do the natural one you know yeah. uh, the bleach one's cool if you you know you're killing like everything now you know for sure like spores or you know mm -hmm. dormant LGs or whatever it's relatively safe I'm still gonna use gloves and eyewear and right, all that kind of right, stuff right, right. I'm still gonna do it outdoors you know you're using the bleach for its like unintended purpose so definitely read up or watch some videos or whatnot on it but mm -hmm. like it's you know much safer than the acid for sure right. right and it goes a lot faster than natural so uh with the muriatic acid man this stuff can like it's got like danger poison on the front man like yeah it's just like death <laughs> man you know harmful burns you know fatal if swallowed 
Uh, it will blind you, it will burn your skin, man, like all kinds of things. So if you don't know anything about dealing proper safety with acid, and when you dump it into the water and then put the rock in, it's like starts foaming and it can ruin the cement and stuff that's on it. Mm -hmm. I would like say, and I, I say this in the video, don't do it. Period. Like just like there are so few, so few times where you need to do this. And if you're saying like, no, 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 it's awesome. I've done it before myself. And then you probably knew some safety or you're just willing to roll the dice, one or the other. And uh, like bravo to you, but like uh, make sure when you're recommending it to other people that they have the same skill set that you have. Because you don't want to be responsible mm -hmm. for like uh, you know anybody burn themselves or worse, right? Yeah. Especially when there's way, 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 way safer ways to do it. So, uh, part of the reason I did that video actually was don't do this. Like, <laughs> I, like you're gonna catch me like 15 times. It. Hey man, don't do this. Remember yeah. when I said don't do it? I still mean it. Don't do this. Yeah. Uh, like there better be a really good reason for it. Because uh, I mean it's not like impossible to do safely. But if you've never ever touched acid, which is most people, I would say 99% of the people watching this have never bought a jug of muriatic acid or have any idea how to use it safely. If you're one of them, I still have it. Uh, yeah, move on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll use bleach. Yeah, absolutely. Or All I'll right. buy, or I'll get some like Reef Saver rock here, where it mm. just doesn't need any of that, uh, and I can start yeah. cycling it. I right wouldn't, away. I wouldn't bother curing the the Reef Saver at all. It, I I might soak it in some fresh water mm. for a week, just to, like if there's like any dust or something like yeah. that. stuff mined out of the ground from like a billion year old reef. And Speaking of which, because uh, I don't, we had a, I had another question here, but I don't see it in the queue. But uh, Reef Saver rock. Uh, what would you do to break this thing? If I got shipped, oh, yeah. you know, b baseball or soft, soccer ball size pieces, and I need smaller, I, this stuff is tough, rough. Mm -hmm. You know, what's your what's your go-to for breaking it up? I'd go to the hardware store and uh, get one of those big, like, super thick chisels, right? Yeah. And the super heavy mallet, man. Like just that's about all away. you're gonna probably be able to do. It kind of depends on the piece you get, but it's super reef saver, super hard to drill. Mm. Sometimes it, you get like a little bit more brittle piece, and it will actually drill well. But a lot often, it's like fossilized reef, like. Yeah, you know, it's, it's masonry bit might yeah. would probably be if you have to drill it, it would be the best way to go. It's like start with a masonry bit. Yeah, any I, other I've had a lot of luck drilling myself. It's just such a pain. I I figured out different ways to yeah. make it stable. But uh, you know, so the, for the for what it's worth, the stuff looks like it's full of holes and whatnot. At one point, it was actually just a solid brick brick of limestone, limestone. Uh, fossilized limestone. And so what happened is low pH aquifers in Florida like eat the holes over a millennia through it uh, and so it's actually super super hard stuff in most cases and but if I wanted to break it up I've tried to throw it at the ground before and it just like breaks off the pieces. edges yeah, yeah. It, like doesn't do what you want it to do mm -hmm. so uh, what I do is I look for a weak spot whatever part looks the weakest get a you know gigantic like masonry type chisel and just hit that thing as hard as it can <laughs> once you know and uh, it'll probably crack you know, yeah. but don't be be prepared. It might not crack the way that you want. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. The because Do it on a hard surface too. They sell the shelf stuff. You know, and the shelf stuff isn't cheap. Oh, right? the, yeah, the where it's naturally in the shelves yeah. and 
cut with the, the flat bottom. So, so the that's foundation. the part. It's actually, it, it sounds like, it, it looks like it'd be natural the way it's done. Uh-huh. Except for they get it in like these giant, like, you know, cubes, I believe. And, you know, they have to machine it into these little shelf pieces. Yeah, right. right. And so they're chiseling and working at it. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, seven or eight bucks a pound, whereas this stuff is like, you know, 250 right, or whatever. Right. But this stuff, they just kind of collect and clean. That stuff, man, somebody Actively is, working is working it. it into the shape that you want to use it. And it looks sweet. Yeah, so, oh, it does. Like, uh, it's worth it. A, you know what? Like, it sounds like a lot. You know, I'm going to buy a hundred pounds and I could either get spend 250 on this or I could spend uh, you know a thousand bucks on the other stuff or I guess 800 bucks yeah I mean it depends on how much money you have laying around I guess but like I mean you may have this tank up for a decade and one of the things that makes the tank look the best is the aquascape mm-hmm. you know it's aquascape first and then the corals in many cases especially if you can get it to display the corals proper yeah so I mean God, it's a lot more money, but it just, uh, if you have it, it, it always comes out looking way, way better. And also like the real, the foundation pieces. So they also machine those and they cut them off flat. It's super flat bottom. Yeah, they're just dead, dead flat, which means that they rest on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And what it kind of ends up, they don't tip at all. You can glue them together yeah. and it's super, super stable. And if those you're on a, awesome. uh, a, both even sand or, uh, or bare bottom, because it's super flat with it, it looks like it's just kind of like coming out of the bottom of the tank. I agree. You know, like it's yeah. natural in the reef. Uh, you can create little like islands with it and yeah. stuff too that look real stable and they stay put and they're mm-hmm. cool. Even glue it down or or, or like uh, silicone it down or whatnot. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Awesome. All cool. right. What's the next one? Uh, well, we've got uh, eight minutes, and mm. I guess Trident was the big question. So the what's the go to the overlay for Trident release. On the on the right, third one. There you go. Oh, uh, so common question being answered uh, is everybody who updated their Apex has some new um, some new choices in the tasks function, mm-hmm. and that is for uh, the Trident. I actually updated the 160 today, so that way I could do some calibration procedures on our Trident uh, that we're running on the 160. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about it, and uh, Terrence was talking to me about it today too. So if you're paying attention to reef to reef, we I think we got in trouble today because like uh, they found some metadata in uh, with the product page that actually had some information in there about when it was going to be released. Oh no! Yeah, really? so uh, <laughs> I'm sure Terrence is going to call me up and yell at me. Well, we don't we uh, don't have a specific date because that's probably the biggest question that everybody's asking is like, okay, so when is it? So when is it? They just updated the firmware. When is it? I got and a I specific asked, date, but I can't tell. I asked try I asked Terrence. And he goes, well, you can tell him that he he scheduled, he'll be here in like a week, by, I think next week or the week after, mm-hmm. to come talk to us, if that's any consolation. And mm-hmm. uh, So things updated, right? Trident, like right? Trident is like part of the firmware now, yeah. right? Apparently, like Terrence is coming here next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. What does that mean? What does it mean? Uh, I don't know. Wait, hey, but if you were interested, it's like double rainbow. I did grab some uh, screenshots of our Trident here. Uh, so mm-hmm. look at the one that's called Graphs Trident. Uh, so this is uh, this is the tile that you get on your front dashboard uh, for the Trident. This is on the BRS one hundred and sixty. Now it says 
10.99 ALK. That is not our alkalinity in here. Uh, <laughs> I just haven't run the calibration. Uh, so that's one of the things, you know, that I found about uh, here. So as you can see, I can see uh, the graph for alkalinity, calcium, and magnesium. As I drag my mouse across any one of those, it tells me what day, what time, and what level it was. Uh, and then I can click on this, much like you could click on like a dose or something. Uh, if I click it once more, it'll tell me how much reagent I have left. If I click it again, it'll tell me how full my waste reservoir thing is. And then I can keep clicking away. I can schedule, you know, a, a manual test from this tile. I can do all kinds of cool stuff from this tile. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got to calibrate it. Uh, and that's why it's, it's raising. So that's one thing that uh, you can come back to us. That's one thing that I was... Uh, that I was surprised at with this thing. So the, when I was getting it set up and I know I set up a new pH probe or I know I set up any sort of like new testing type of equipment on my Apex, one of my first things to do is update firmware and calibrate. I, this, this, it's been beaten into my head, especially update the firmware because I get I oh, get yeah. flack by tri uh, by Terrence all the time for it. And we stopped but that phone call. Like uh, finally one time and there's like, too many. Like, all right, dude, we're just gonna, update the firmware every time. Uh, I but mean, I imagine the customer service just like, <laughs> like do you, no, okay. But the calibration on this one was the one that got me. It's, it's like, no, you don't calibrate it right off the bat. You actually let it run. You know, get some some history time and I. I think I'm at like two weeks of history. I think uh, on this one, and now they get they send you a calibration solution uh, with no known standards for all three, and you run the test and the, and the calibration procedure on this one. So I'm about to I'm gonna try that one out today. Uh, got some other graphs like some blown up graphs here of each one individually. Start with the Alk Trident. This is uh, much like in your input log. So I can I have the drop down, and you can see that this is alkalinity. Uh, obviously, I need to calibrate it because it was down in the nine upper nines, and now it's you know swinging upwards. So uh, now that it has this long history track, I can update it. But the drop down here, where you see alk, you see the trident symbol, and you see alk eight. On that drop down, if I click the uh, one of the drop down menus, the eyeball there. From this screen, uh, you can come back to us. From this screen, I can set up alerts right here. So I can say if it's out, I can set up an alert range, and I can set up like a control range from there, and it'll send me navigate me to that too. So, so for those of you who don't know, you're not only going to be able to get your alkalinity, magnesium, and calcium like uh, a few times a day, but uh, like you're going to get alarms that falls out of it. Mm -hmm. You're also going to be able to control. eventually control your calcium reactor, your two part. It will automatically adjust your dose. I'm yeah. terrified of this, but <laughs> like. Uh, like I have no doubt that uh, after the few trailblazers are out there, yeah. uh, smooth the road this for us. Like uh, this is gonna be the coolest thing ever, man. You're just gonna have it manually adjust your calcium and alkalinity levels and dose for you. Yeah, uh, I think sweet. we're gonna learn a lot of things about the way the alkalinity and calcium and magnesium fluctuate in our tank daily. Because I would have no, I have no doubts that probably during the daytime when the lights and everything are on, our alkalinity consumption is different than at night. Oh, and I'm sorry. What we've been doing so far is a steady dose to maintain a, a, a level, but now maybe we can optimize it to kick it up during the day, drop it down during the night. You know, and what we know about a calcium reactor is maybe you uh, drop uh, or dose a little bit more, you know, faster in the day than a little less at night or drop the pH, lower the pH. Two parts, same thing. You know, maybe I'm dosing just during the day. I want to keep it ultra, ultra stable and keep it there instead of letting it drop throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, also for those of you who haven't already heard, like, kind of this uh, mentality, 
man, when I turn my lights up, like, hey, I'm gonna go from uh, you know 40% to 50%, or I'm gonna like I think I'll expand my uh, you know photo period or whatnot. Uh, if the alkalinity consumption you know goes up, thumbs up. You yeah. did something positive for the tank. You know, you caused it more photosynthesis or rapid photosynthesis or longer photosynthesis, and it's probably helping the biology of the coral. I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, I mean, that statement isn't 100% true, but I think more true than not. If the alkalinity levels drop from you changing the flow pattern to uh, increasing the light or anything else Add beneficial, a CO2 scrubber on there, increase yeah. the pH of the mm-hmm. tank, and, the, and it goes up it's really good chance that the biology of the coral was a benefit. If you make the coral or turn the lights up or change the spectrum or, you know, do whatever else and uh, the alkalinity goes down, well, probably a good chance you hurt the biology of the coral in ways you would never notice. Yeah. I'll give you a good example, actually. Uh-huh. So in this tank, uh, we put that uh, fluconazole in there. And outwardly, you would say, I don't know, man, it doesn't really look like it hurt anything. However, it's killing photosynthetic uh, organisms in the tank. Yeah. Like, like doesn't seem like it'd be good. Hmm. And most people will tell you, man, they haven't seen like a lot of negative things from putting fluconazole in and they're using it to like kill bryopsis. And however, alkalinity, as soon as we did it, man, started going up. Uh, because oh, yeah. the alkalinity went up, meaning consumption went it was down. It going down, right. Which is a good indication that the coral does not like that that fluconazole is in there. Ah. Not so much that it's like ready to like uh, lose all its tissue and die, but also like telling you, uh, this is not my desired environment, hmm. right? So <clears throat> the data on the graph I just showed you may not, it, it may not be 10-9, but there's definitely an end. It's noticing a trend of less alkalinity consumption because we're still dosing the same yeah. amount. And he did. But the he alkalinity that, goes up. He dosed that fluconazole powder, ah. you know, in there. So, uh, you know, maybe related to that one specifically. That's so, cool. yeah, uh, absolutely. You're going to learn, like, so many things. When you have this kind of, like, pulse in the tank, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're uh, getting, like, a little bit closer to being your, like, aquarium's vet. You know, like instead of a stethoscope, I've got like my alkalinity monitor on it. And now I know when I do something, like how the coral responds beyond just like looking at it and saying, oh, it looks good, awesome, mm-hmm. thumbs up. You know, yeah. like, no, I, I have a real time monitor as yeah. to what I'm doing and what the effects are in the tank. Well, hopefully, Terrence, we can get a few of these and then you free up uh, somebody's a whole bunch of time back there in the lab oh, to yeah. me like 87 tests. of these things yeah. <laughs> we need a bunch so like the same thing like think about uh, like dosing amino acids or something to the tank mm. what I'm adding is essentially energy Fuel. and protein yeah. and stuff to the tank and so like when I'm putting foods like uh, reef chili or whatever and like when I'm doing any of those things I should increase the rate of photosynthesis or provide the coral more, or not necessarily photosynthesis in this case, but add more energy and uh, nutrients Mm -hmm. for the corals to be able to grow tissue and uptake uh, calcium and alkalinity faster. And so that isn't 100% the case, but if I start dosing amino acids and all of a sudden my alkalinity drops, it's telling me the coral's consuming it faster. Thumbs up, you probably did something right. <laughs> if it didn't do anything, like there's a high degree of likelihood if I put a bunch of stuff in the tank and it doesn't change the alkalinity consumption, uh, snake oil alert. It's not doing anything. You know, yeah. like uh, hmm. snake oil alert, snake oil, snake oil. Like, it's not doing me any good. It may be not total snake oil. It's just not giving me 
enough meaningful benefit to be worth my time or expenditure to do. I just wonder if it's going to be if if that would be noticeable in a way that like okay, I added a whole bunch of food and now I've got to dose 25 mils more per day uh, mm -hmm. of uptake. Uh, depending on tank size and stuff. Like this one we dose, you know, 60 mils a day of the concentrated core 7. I wonder if it uh, if that type of stuff would be enough to like make drastic changes to our alkalinity. It, it could be, dosage. like, could be you're deficient in zinc, could be you've got too much zinc or whatnot, and, like, dose some zinc or whatnot to the tank on them, boom. Yeah. I'll give you a good example of this one, and, like, it doesn't correlate 100% to this, but, like, uh, I was told at one point, like, uh, Australia had a problem growing wheat, right? And they couldn't grow wheat, and, uh, like, you know, wheat's a big deal, man. You, like, got to, like, you know, survive off of, uh, it's like a core crop, right? Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they went and tested all the soil and then they found uh, that the soil was actually deficient in molybdenum. And molybdenum is like an enzyme that controls the rate of photosynthesis within uh, the organism. And uh, so they just like went out and sprayed the field with some amount of molybdenum. And then boom, wheat. Not only were they growing normal amounts of wheat, but they're actually exporting wheat now. Huh. So like, uh, uh, I gotta find out where that story was from. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, that like gives you an example of like, hey man, my tank's deficient in molybdenum. You know, my Triton test tells me that I should dose some. Yeah. I dose it. If I got my Triton uh, here, then uh, like, I mean, you could do it with a test kit too if you wanted to test a few times a day right. after you dosed it. You know, but like watching trends on a graph is a much more satisfying. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Unrealistic, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I mean, I can know, man, the things I did to the tank benefited the tank. Mm -hmm. Bravo. Uh, so, I just can't wait uh, to see, like, how, you know, how this all pans out with the community, how they utilize it, because it, I think it's going to, you know, every once in a while there's, like, something that just changes the way that we yeah. reef. A, you know, this one's pretty expensive, so it probably won't, like, do that for everybody. Uh, but like, uh, it's helping. It'll help. You know what will happen, man? Actually, yeah. is those that like uh, are willing to throw down the big bucks on this thing mm -hmm. will share that information with everybody else. So like, hey, man, like there'll be 15 guys that I they know dosed uh, yeah. Brightwell Aminos, and all of them saw an increase in uh, the, their yeah, mm -hmm. and they also like. Yeah, hey, you know what? I double dosed it and actually went down. Mm -hmm. So too much is like more isn't better, you know. Well, that's I mean that's uh, fuels all those anecdotal results in which you know you get enough of those and then BRSTV investigates. Oh, it. you know what, man? Like it like starts to not eliminate but like decrease anecdotal. I like, put it in and like corals grew. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, there's a lot of see confirmation bias in there uh, that yeah. I spent 400 bucks on these products that like better work, right? Yeah. So, no, like I saw an actual difference, and then Jerry did, and so did Jim and Jill and Sarah. They all saw the yeah. same things as uh, we did. Like, all right, now you can share that information with everybody else. They don't have to buy a Trident, but they get the same results. Yeah. So, actually, maybe it will actually, you know, really change the way, you know, that we all do this. Uh, I can tell you it's quiet. Like, I, I film back here with it running tests, and you can't hear it. Like mm. there are other things in this room that are much louder than that. So I've, I saw a couple questions about it earlier today. Somebody was there were there was discussions in the Ask TV Facebook page about the Trident, and everybody was concerned about well, how loud is this thing? And it goes off Tiny multiple times a day. Pump. Tiny dosing pumps, you know, all kinds of stuff. You can you barely you can't even hear it. It's a nice little hum. 
Right on, man. Well, are there any important questions here before we roll out? Uh, uh, Best way to remove Aptasia. We're oh, trying hey, Aptasia. A couple Go things. and pull that guy out. Alex, uh, best way to remove Aptasia. Okay, number one thing you do, don't kill it. Uh, <laughs> like, don't I mean, use, I'm telling you, yeah. like, don't use uh, Aptasia X. Don't Call use Joe Juice. I know we sell it, and I actually want to go tell him to stop. Uh, there's probably some reasonable way that you could use it, uh, and if that's the case, then you know, buy it. But Just makes a man. Like, it, you will kill it, up. and then it will probably spread. Yeah. So, like, uh, save your money, spend it on something different, uh, and uh, don't spread them. So what you, if you see one, the best thing you can do is kind of like with your finger, just kind of coax it back into the hole and then takes either some epoxy or like a little ball of uh, super glue gel and smoosh it in over it and it will die in there and be sealed up tight in its crypt and you'll never see the light of day again. <laughs> uh, so like that is the best way to kill an Aptasia. Do not kill it with lemon juice, all that kind of stuff. It, they just spread and then like we made the mistake here I like I told the guys like this is why we're never gonna have Aptasia in this tank again is because you're gonna kill it every day spread, and you know what it did spread, man spread. it spread it like just <laughs> wildfire and I knew better I, I knew better man I just I don't know man I just thought like I it's thought you could work. hit it with a big enough hammer and it just was stupid so now it's everywhere yeah we're, 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 we're gonna get it so, so the best thing you do is go buy some bergia yeah. uh and so you got to get rid of the ras if you have a ras or anything to eat bergia or whatever but uh and the bergias aren't super cheap you know and you probably need like 10 or 15 of them mm -hmm. or whatnot but the bergia will go through and like may, it may not wipe it out 100 but they will get it out there, you can talk to the Bergia people. If you search Bergia, there's like two companies, like uh -huh. Salty Critter and I don't yeah, know, or Salty Underground or something or another. Yeah. And Their pictures of the Bergia that they have for product mm -hmm. photos, for Bergia photos, are of Bergias surrounding an Aptasia, piece of Aptasia. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to figure out what that picture was, and I was like, oh, oh. Uh, you get two sizes, by the way. Uh, the small ones, he says, uh, uh, actually eat them faster than the big ones. Mm -hmm. uh, the big ones, however, breed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, uh, you try to get a mix of the both. The little ones, however, you have super, super high flow, they'll blow off the rock and yeah. get chewed up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's just kind of the idea. So if you got that, man, some people have luck with peppermint shrimp. We have, uh, I would say, of the ten times I've tried peppermint shrimp on an Aptasia infestation, it's maybe worked once. Yeah. Um, it's, even if you throw 200 at them, uh, it's still hit yeah. or miss. Yeah. I. If you got a high energy reef and you're feeding a lot, and there's you know there's an abundant source of food for these things, there's no reason why they'd really want to eat Aptasia anyway. You know, part of it also yeah, if they got enough food, then they don't go after it. The other part of it is the the peppermint shrimp tend to like hang under uh, overlays and stuff and do the little sway deal, and like they rarely like travel the whole you know surface of rock even at night you know trying to eat everything so. Like mm. and they like to eat the small ones rather than the big ones. And like I just, I, I'm sure there's 15 people raising their hand. I wiped out my infestation with some peppermint shrimp, and then there's eight million of you that said that never worked. For me. <laughs> uh, Zoa, apparently, you know, I haven't had a single report from anybody where they didn't work, uh, other than if they're in a scenario where something in there will eat them. And so in this specific tank, oh, this is a great actually, uh, uh, just for an uh, offshoot of this. So we have a uh, RAS in here that we need to get out of here before we buy the Bergias. Six line. Uh, six line in. So anybody who knows, like try to remove one of those, good luck. Uh, one of the things uh, Jeremy over Brightwell said was, 
turn the red lights on. And so oh, yeah. in your LEDs, most of you nowadays have some kind of red channel. Completely red. Yeah. yeah. And so have it like this and then get another setting that's only red. And you Dark, flip it over to it, around. all of a sudden the fish like freak out and they just kind of like get paralyzed. See. And they can't see the red light. And so they just kind of like get paralyzed and you can scoop them out. <laughs> now, like if you spook them once doing it, uh, all of a sudden they kind of know to like get the hell out of Dodge when uh, the red light comes on. But yeah. uh, for a lot of you, I, I think actually we were able to turn the red light on from the Radions or the Kessels rather that are in here. And uh, I was able to put my hand in there and scoop out the uh, clownfish, man. You couldn't see my hand or net or anything right in front of him. So like, uh, it was like, pretty cool. Yeah, the red lights, super cool uh, idea for catching catching fish. Yeah. Uh, the uh, six line though likes to live he inside the rock. travels inside of the staghorn yeah, corals. One day, man, we'll get them and then we'll come by those burgies. All right, uh, any other questions in here we want to move? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, one more in there. Would you need to cure dry rock? Oh, we covered that already. Uh, you can cure it if it's got organics all over it, but I wouldn't cure like Reef Saver or uh, uh, like the man-made rocks, like uh, the real reef stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't bother curing that one. Uh, Patrick uh, wants to know, putting aside a HANA, what are your preferred alk and calcium test kits? Uh, Salaford. So uh, Red Sea. Red Sea. All right, either one of those things. Uh, and you know, I like the Red Sea's little bottle. I stopped using the titrator at some point. It was just like, just I just, I still like the little bottle better than the little plastic thing that comes in the Salifert one. But the plastic bottle or the glass bottle, and then I just use this syringe. Mm -hmm. I just find it easier. Uh, let's just nail down. There's like, you know, eight of these okay. questions. We'll just go through them speed. Uh, the Red Sea Peninsula has one return plumbed. How could you create redundancy if I should, if I choose to buy it? We didn't ultimately. We, no, yeah, I think we talk about this in the uh, flow video in the uh, BRS seven fifty XXL BRS WWC seven fifty video on flow. We talked about this, but more so we talked about it in our in the live stream uh, around that episode, which is should be labeled something the same in our playlist, mm -hmm. um, where we specifically talked about how to try to create redundancy with a single return line, and it, the redundancy ended up being just. Buy a pump, like the, it was an expensive one, but buy the Abyss that is just known for, you know, longevity and has a 10-year warranty. And so, I mean, when they back it up like that, then, you know, that's probably redundant enough that it's going to work. Short of that one, uh, uh, the uh, Barrios pump, I think, is the next most reliable that we, we've used here mm -hmm. and a little bit more uh, reliable or affordable, but the Abyss is the Abyss, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... You know, there isn't really plumbing for it to, to do that. You could drill it, you know, uh, go ahead. And I mean, and one of the beauties of buying a tank like that, though, is you don't have to it's drill it. all ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know. That's uh, probably the, uh, the pump. I, I just don't know if I would drill, and I probably wouldn't. No, I don't know if I'd come over the back with my, you know, some like. The tank like that, man, I, I just buy a really nice pump. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you might have an apex or something on it too, so it would, it would tell you the moment that it failed, and yeah. you could do something about it. I mean, that's like wattage alarms on the apex or any anything like that. Maybe even a flow sensor from in between the return lines, so that way you can monitor the flow rate, you can monitor the uh, the power consumption, and at any given time, those things go. You can do something about it. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, if it was unlimited budget, uh, apex and, and abyss. 
If I'm a reasonable budget, I would go with the Varios and then the Apex EL, uh, which will uh, give me the power monitor I'm looking for and uh, solve that thing. But you can also drill it. Like, I just don't see a lot of people doing that on, on a tank like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, are you guys going to Macna? Yes. Yes, we are. We're going to go to Macna, all the reef loses. And if you didn't hear, we're going to, I mean, I don't know if we're really going to VidCon or not, but I, I, was, I was watching it earlier and I'm like, <laughs> man, we should go to that thing. Uh, and uh, what's the advantage of dosing both calc and soda ash? So calc is the cheapest possible way to add uh, calcium and alkalinity to the tank that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it also has. Yeah, the I think happy that's a pretty accurate statement. It's the cheapest way. It has a. I'd say it has a happy side effect of the pH boost, probably more so than soda ash. Yeah, double, so, I think. Yeah, and soda ash, you can. Uh, you probably can extend that out a little longer. Uh, calc. Yeah, you mean you could do a drip and get the same effect. Yeah. So what people will do usually in this case is uh, they'll dose calc until they can't anymore, and then. Uh, they can either switch all the way to two-part or they can start supplementing with extra two-part, uh, you know, being soda ash. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will just say that most reefers, I would just say switch over to the two-part and avoid the complex, like avoid the complexity of trying to do two things at once. Yeah. If you're an experienced reefer, go ahead and use both because really the savings that you're going to have between the two is going to be like two bucks a month. Barely. and probably ain't worth the complexity because... The Kalkwasser's uh, potency will like change uh, over time to various degrees. Also, the amount you dose changes uh, very frequently with the amount of evaporation that's mm -hmm. in the room. And so, like, I, I just find trying to, you know, save the two bucks adds a complexity that will probably cost you way more than two bucks when something dies later on. So, yeah. uh, I'm about to glue my Aquascape. What does uh, BRS use? Go ahead. Uh, so glue, the, we have the extra, the BRS extra thick gel is, works perfect. Uh, I mean, you give it enough time to cure. Now, if it's just because, just Aquascape, uh, so I, I was answering something about, uh, there was the same question on the Ask BRS TV this morning I was talking about, and uh, somebody had gotten super glue accelerant in their tank and was wondering if it was harmful or not. And, uh, you know, I thought back to the, all the times it's been used here uh, for, Securing flat frags on uh, plugs. Chad made Aquascape with a whole ton of like BRS superglue gel, and then hit it with the quick set uh, accelerator, and then let it set, and then dropped it down into the tank. So, uh, and it was enough to hold. Uh, you do you like to do a, like a combo of epoxy and superglue together? No, not really. Uh, but I'll tell you the accelerant thing. Uh, for, I can I can't tell you a reef save 100%, yeah. but I can tell you my own experience. Uh, back when I was making those MJ mods that we were talking about earlier, which is like the little plumbing oh, yeah. fitting with the radio control bolt prop and a maxi jet. So, you know, we were testing like 8 million different configurations of this thing at the house, like just constantly trying to tweak it and use different bolt props and whatever. I got time to glue, wait for it to glue. Yeah. So, I mean, I it's bet silver. you I put two bottles of this stuff, like spray, test, spray, test. You know? <laughs> and so it never, ever hurt the 90-gallon tank that I had in there. It was filled with all kinds of different corals. I'm not saying go dump two bottles in your tank because no, that'd be stupid, but, but like for the purposes uh, of what you need. I, you know, I still don't like to use any chemical. Like if you give me an option, I would just still let it dry. I wouldn't use that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I never had a negative re response, and I even use this stuff from the hobby store. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like you know reef accelerator, which doesn't really exist. No, uh, we've got some different sticker yeah. on the front. Yeah. But, sure. Uh, yeah, all right, man. So uh, what I use for this is, is globs of glue. So I like to take big, big uh, chunks. I like sometimes I use that uh, 
uh, Jurassic gel, yeah. uh, which is actually for you know paleontology. But uh, you can you know put big globs of it, and then you know I try to find out where the two rocks are going to touch each other and just kind of smoosh it around there. Mm. And it's not going to like hold it the same way that like mortar and stuff does. But what it will do is create kind of like a locking point for it so that it won't fall off of, yeah. of that area. And on top of that, it is the lowest profile and like the least ugly. Yeah, uh, I mean, it uh, looks natural. When If you yeah. find a place where it like puzzle pieces together and you and then you pull that apart and super glue those pieces and put it back together it looks like just you'll never one see one rock it. to another yeah and so the problem with the the mortar uh, the epoxy purple gray whatever smooth one you use spots and smooth yeah. spots it's a different mm. color it is hideous mm. i will never ever use that i will burn through gel like i buy <laughs> tons and tons and tons of gel and 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 use that to hold the aquascape together yeah and I've done, you couldn't get me to use epoxy. Yeah, I've done uh, so softer type rock, like uh, the natural stuff. Uh, not the probably not this one, but you probably you might be able to get away with. I've gone to I found fiberglass rods, mm -hmm. uh, and so I wanted this piece that jutted out uh, on its own, and it had to hold. So it had to support some weight, and so I put like two or three pieces on there. But I drilled a hole through them and found a fiberglass rod, which it's easy to, easy to find up here because we have. Yeah, for we have uh, driveway markers because of the snow, and they're usually fiberglass. You can get their orange, but there's a variety of colors you can find. Uh, but you can cut them, break them, do what have you, and, and film the pieces. I found that uh, I went to the hardware store, couldn't find the driveway markers, but I found chimney sweep rods or fiberglass rods. They were natural brown color, so you really couldn't see them at all. And then I cut them in the shape and... If you cut the fiberglass rods, a uh, diamond Ooh. wheel and a Dremel is yeah. the best thing. Otherwise, they spider all over the yeah, place. Yeah, so in your fingers. Like, uh, if you don't want to buy a Dremel Dremel for 80 bucks, uh, like Harbor Freight Tools or something, you can get a Dremel with, like, a kit of 80 different tools or whatever with it for, like, 16 bucks. Yeah. Like... It'll get you... How, <laughs> how Harbor Freight, the manufacturer, and, like, you know, like the people that made it in China and shipped it here yeah. made Nobody money on that thing money. for 16 bucks. I have no idea, but that's definitely, if you're going to not use a Dremel for anything else, like uh, other than maybe reefing, yeah. it's going to touch salt water, which means it's going to die. It's going to die, but it's 16 bucks. Yeah. So, uh, Harbor Freight was dot uh, com cool. or something like that, you know, as yeah. uh, where I'd buy it. Awesome. All right. Is there any more? We're done. Uh, when you started using Nopox, I got cyano. Is this normal? Uh, stop the the treatment, but here's. Should I but push through it? Should I push through it? Hmm. Well, so I it's mean, carbon dosing. dosing carbon carbon dosing is a you know crazy St thing, man. Starting to starting to fluctuate. Different. I mean, you're you're feeding bacteria. You're starting to off balance the bacteria in the tank. People use uh, uh, carbon dosing to rid themselves of cyano. Uh, so like uh, if you do start dosing it and it solved it, this is, this is my take on most of those types of uh, like not just like the carbon dosing but like if you run into cyano is don't freak out. People run into these things all the time. Mm -hmm. you know you know as long as it's not covering corals or hurting anything, just let it be see if it just kind of works itself away over the course of the weeks. But the nature of changing the nutrient load of the tank in any way, 
is often it allows some organism a chance to explode where it was being beaten back before. Mm. So, you know, it maybe just created the perfect scenario where cyano all of a sudden could grow. Uh, it could have been just also like bad luck. You know, it could have been something else you did. Yeah. You know, uh, not directly tied to the no pox. Yep. Mm. So, like, they maybe made did five other things that week, or maybe even week, many weeks before that, that actually created the scenario where the little bit of no pox would do this. Mm. So, I, I would say that is not normal. Uh, I don't personally dose carbon. I just find other ways to remove uh, nitrates. nitrates yeah. that, you know, refugium super super easy. A scrubber super easy. A well-running uh, skimmer is uh, reasonably easy. A, a, a good water change schedule is reasonably easy. Coral uptake is easy. But you know the number one easy? Stop feeding so much. <laughs> like and the end of story. If, if yeah. you got if you got nitrate and phosphate that are inevitably rising, you got two options. You know, increase the filtration system or stop feeding so much. Both of them will solve your problem. Uh, essentially, the carbon dosing is a method of increasing your filtration, uh, you know, biologically. So right. that is a method of that. It's just so many unknowns as to how it works. It absolutely does work. It's just a little bit more wild west than like growing some Kato. Kato grows, uptakes nitrate, like known science. Done. You know, yeah. like it probably actually uptakes ammonia, more likely mm -hmm. actually. But uh, and in fact. If fighting plant growth with plant growth, if you're trying to beat back algae, uh, I mean, you may have not ever even had a problem with nitrate and just like, I mean, with algae and you were just trying to like get it down because somebody told you to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you're trying to fight algae, like keep in mind that like, you know, like bryopsis is specifically, you may have like no uh, nitrate at all in the tank. It's probably because it's uptaking the ammonia first, huh. uh, before it actually even turns into nitrate. Right. So one of the best ways to probably combat that would be to grow uh, refugium and grow algae in your sump, and uh, preferably with a pretty strong light, but the same brightness as the one in here, otherwise it won't be a very com combative uh, solution. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, fight algae with algae rather than uh, try to pick it up later. Yeah. All right, that calls cool. it for a day. We went way over, sorry. Uh, you had to listen to us ramble for extra 24 minutes, but I had fun today. Hopefully we'll uh, give away more stuff. And for those of you who don't know, where's my card? Oh, oh my gosh. I'm putting uh, these in four orders every day. Four orders every day, 120 of them this month. Orders are free. You find this in your catalog, your order is free. Uh, go ahead and put uh, uh, 500 bucks in your wish list uh, on, our, on our site. Come on. And that can be free every day. Your There's 30 list. of those wish lists that we're giving away this month. You just got to be a preferred reefer. So create an account on the website. If you already have one, perfect. Then just find the preferred reefer link on the top and click it, and you are now a preferred reefer. And drum roll, please. You get 10, or 10 extra reward <laughs> points. Uh, so if you don't like free stuff, uh, don't donate it. Preferred reefer. I don't know, man, yeah. but like you might as well take it from us. Uh, There's no reason <laughs> to keep your points. So uh, take the 10x points and uh, win stuff. And since uh, last Wednesday, we gave almost $6,000 worth of orders and wish lists away. I think it'll be probably 30 grand by the end of the month. If you want to be part of that 30 grand, prefer to be for it. Find your, find your winning golden ticket, golden marker, winning ticket, yeah, uh, in the catalogs. So if you're getting your orders, uh, open your catalog. And if you're Willy Wonka, please don't sue us over his mention of gold ticket. All right, see you next week. See ya. <laughs>